Welcome, welcome, welcome to Yasmin Vollmond, the podcast. Today, again, we have an episode just with me and also only audio as I had this urge in the middle of the night to share my individual story of how we are burying a body in Turkey. So if this is triggering for you, I would recommend not to listen to it. If you are curious about the process, which I personally think is a very beautiful one, then stay with me and otherwise we see each other in the next episode. Hi everyone, I wanted to come on here this time alone and also without video or anything. So highly unproduced podcast again, um, exactly how I actually like it, um, because there is a topic that I just wanted to share um, as it has been crossing my mind since the earthquake, the first earthquake happened in Turkey. So many <laughs> souls left the earth at once and the numbers are still rising and Yeah, as like someone who is from Turkey, of course, I've got asked so many times if I was affected and yeah, the family of my, um, how do you say, like the husband of my mom, his family is from one of the main regions in Turkey. So um, luckily everyone was fine, but then of course you hear it from family and friends. But honestly, I have to say that I still felt so affected and I know that most of us did because in the end we live in an era which gives everyone access to all these images and we've <coughs> sorry and we've got all the these images from where people were buried be below the um below the housings and so on like they were going live on twitter they were going live on instagram we saw everyone saw that content and Of course, it hurt so much because I could understand what they were saying. And it was, I mean, it's still horrible to watch what is going on in Turkey. And knowing that the political parties have, you know, they are guilty for sure. And um, yeah, anyway, it's actually not a topic that I want to talk about. And I hope you don't mind that I'm sharing this story. But I wanted to talk about how we bury the corp in Turkey. <clears throat> and I will only share my own personal individual experience. I didn't do any research. I didn't check if there are different um, rituals in different areas of Turkey. Because Turkey is huge. I think it's three times Germany. So... I'm sure that in other places they do it differently. So I will just share how we do it. And in terms when it comes to the earthquake, we saw that so many people didn't get any help in burying their friends, families, loved ones in a way that it would have been aligned with the culture and the rituals. And that made me so, so sad. Oops, now I also got... An email, so I'm, yeah, you see, I'm highly unprepared for this podcast. I'm just talking and I want to share these thoughts with you. So <clears throat> one and a half years ago, some of you maybe know if you were following my Instagram back then, um, my grandma, she was really old and there was this time where um, my aunt, she called us and she said like, hey, please come, um, I think she's gonna die. So then my mom and I, we flew to Turkey and I think we were there with her 10 days and every day I gave her a sound bath, uh, a massage on her body and yeah, we did everything to, to actually maintain her 
maintain her life but in the end she was dying and now these years later I've been studying actually how the body dies and if I would have had this knowledge already back then I would have just yeah I think I would have done things differently um, and also would have talked about the death and yeah <clears throat> in general these <clears throat> topics that are still so taboo because yeah anyway so we were there and when we left she was actually in a good place but then one week later she left her body so we again flew back and we took part in the ceremony and was so I think it really impacted my life a lot because I found it so beautiful um, this whole process I never saw it like that in Turkey when someone is leaving the body you immediately have to bury the body I think within the first three days something like that and the family is really there with the body and it's it's a huge huge ritual that we're going through <clears throat> so first we went to the hospital where um, we had to get her out of these like ice cold fridges and um, there was a tiny room where they let us in and in that room there was one woman and she was basically responsible for all the deaths that were there in these fridges there were six, six fridges or so and um, my brothers and my cousins they were allowed to come in at this point um, to open the fridge and to get her out of the fridge and put her onto a table um, and then they had to leave and I never forget this moment when the fridge opened um, because then yeah there is this dead body coming out and people are of course in pain and in shock um, and yeah seeing that with your family is a very sad 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 moment but I don't want to talk about my own family situation I just want to share the ritual um, so then she came onto the table and all the men had to leave the room I really don't know how it would be if you're a transgender or non-binary or whatever, if you're allowed to stay or not. But in Turkey, we have still quite conservative rules. So the guys, they had to leave and only we women. So my aunt, my mother and myself, plus the woman who was there, plus another woman from the married family of my aunt was there because she was going through this process a couple of times already. And I have to say... It was so great to have people around who were there also just for us um, as someone who never did um, what we were about to do. It was just good to have like more of these experienced people around us who could also hold space emotionally. So then we were washing the dead body and yeah, so basically you undress her and you have to take the nail polish off or like anything that is still on the body, you, you remove it and you're washing the body so the woman she's preparing so, <coughs> the woman she prepared um the water the warm water and yeah everyone got like uh, um, something in the hand to wash the corpse and then she was completely cold of course and then we had um rose water and we were putting everywhere on her the rose water and then there was just a white sort of linen sheet or something like that or maybe it was cotton can't remember and we just put her into this cotton sheet so also in turkey you have to know so that in turkey we don't have a coffin 
Yeah, we don't have a coffin, but we just put them into these white linen cotton sheets. So we put her in there, but then there is a coffin, but that coffin doesn't go with her into the grave. So she was placed then into a coffin and then into a car. And ah, from there, it's so beautiful what is happening. So basically everyone, so all the families, everyone is waiting outside of the hospital of the place where we were washing her dead body. And she's in this car and everyone is getting quickly into the car and we just follow the car where the coffin is in. And the car is going to her home. And then there is an imam or someone who's reading prayers and they open the car in front of her house and then the imam, he comes on the middle of the street and he is like calling everyone. He says like, hey, everyone, everyone, come. This woman died. If you want to say goodbye, now is the moment. And he's like gathering the whole street and all the friends and families and neighbors and it's basically a moment where my grandma was allowed to say goodbye to her home where she spent most of the yeah most of her life I would say so I think this is so beautiful that you have the coffin there and also everyone from our family is now on the street so we're literally blocking the street and everyone is listening to the imam and he's praying and we're all praying with him and people are coming and um and the cars are just stopping and everything is just so respectful and yeah i found it super super beautiful um that this existed also for my grandma i think so beautiful that she and her body got the chance to say goodbye to her house so then from there <clears throat> We all went again with the car in the coffin and everyone all behind. We're going to the mosque. And in the mosque, basically everything is also timed. Um, so it was the lunch prayer. And um, the coffin was now placed just in the garden, basically. And then everyone who comes out of the mosque after the lunch prayer. So first of all, it's always like that. You tell the mosque that someone died. And then the imam in the mosque is... Um, saying like da 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 this woman she died so and so and then he's reading also prayer and everyone in the surrounding and also all the mosques in where i'm from um, are connected so many many places in the city um, all the different villages basically all the mosques are connected so everyone knows now that this woman died um, and then everyone who's in the mosque comes out and Yeah, in in um, Islam, it's like that, that the men go into the first rows and the women go behind. So all the men were in front of the coffin, which at this point I really didn't like because I just wanted to be close to my grandma and I really didn't care that there was this ritual. Um, because, yeah, I have to say, I think in Islam or in the way how we are separating the female and the male body, just shows that we are sexualizing the body because basically the men are going to the front because in our prayer we are going head over so we are showing the asses to the ones who are in behind us yeah and they just don't want to have the woman in front of the men um i think it's one of the reasons i at least that's how i learned it how i studied it how i got delivered this message from several people who also work for mosques 
And yeah, they don't want to have the woman in the front because yeah, then the man could, oh my God, see maybe the ass or the woman kneeing down in front of them. And this is a sexual act and so on and so on. So this is another topic. I think it's highly sexualized. And at this point I was just crying and I just wanted to be with the body of my grandma saying goodbye. And also so many people come to you and want to talk to you. And Anyway. But then everyone in the mosque basically came and said a prayer and I found that very beautiful because these people don't know my grandma and she loved praying. She prayed five times a day when she could and it was her sort of ritual and meditation. So I really loved that there was this respect coming from all these people who prayed for her. Then from there again we got the coffin and now we are finally going to the graveyard And then at the graveyard, <clears throat> we already, or my aunt, she already arranged that my grandma, she is allowed to be in the same grave as my granddad, which is actually not common, not usual, where at least in the graveyard where we are, where part of my family is buried, buried. Usually everyone has their own graves and something like family graves don't really exist. And also not putting the bodies on top of each other. But my aunt, she is like, she is a good manager. So she goes there and she arranged that, which was great. Mm, yeah, but that also meant that they had to open the grave of my granddad, who was still laying there, of course, with his linen cotton sheet, I guess. Um, and yeah, he died 20 years ago. So um, I don't know how they did that. Um, but there was then just... Uh, um, a wood basically wood plate that they put in between both and then again my brothers and my cousin they took this time my the body of my grandma out of the coffin in that cotton sheet and just buried her on top of this wooden thing in the in the grave so yeah, she was laying then there and oh, I forgot something very important. When we were doing the washing of the body, I actually had my singing bowls with me and also my koshi chimes because yeah, the days before when we were um, spending the time together, I used these tools to basically put her into peace. And she loved it. Like she got always very silent and... Yeah, and then I brought that basically back when she was already dead and I was doing the singing balls on her while the women were washing her body. Anyway, so I'm saying that because later, basically after everything is done, I come back to the grave all by myself because the whole day you are with so many people, they follow you everywhere and everyone, of course, wants to talk to you and you just want to cry and be alone and... Also, I don't know if that's true, but I heard from so many people that it's actually not allowed or not recommended to cry or something like that. Or it's like part of the culture saying like, yeah, don't cry, don't cry, something like that. I don't know. I read that somewhere that, um, yeah, I have to study this. Maybe one of you is more familiar with that culture and can tell and educate me. I'm very open. Anyway, so we're back at the scene where... Now all the men are getting um, the earth 
into the into the grave. Um, just researching this word. The sh they, everyone has a shovel, and then they go all around, and everyone takes the earth, and until the grave is basically filled, the shovels are wandering around, and they basically go in a circle, like dum bam bam, one after the other is taking the earth, and yeah, and then she's gone. And then again, the Hoja comes and prays and we're all praying with him. Um, and then after that, the food arrives. And it's also something that my aunt already arranged. She's such a good organizer. So everyone gets food at the graveyard, mm, which was cool i like that actually because yeah we already spent so much time together and then we're, there was turkish food and i think there were even some vegan options for my mom my siblings and myself because we're all vegan okay so then from there finally we are driving home and again everyone comes with us and now we're all sitting in the house of my grandma and The interesting thing is that the women are separated from the men. So the women are separated from the men. Um, again, everyone gets coffee and there is again sweets and stuff. And yeah, again, the Hoja comes and again, the Hoja prays. And there was again something that I really didn't like so much. And I think even one of the women complained, which I like, like the Hoja, he was sitting, of course, with the men. And usually he comes and he brings a loudspeaker, but this time he didn't because I think my uncle said that he shouldn't bring it. I don't know. I think my uncle was not really thinking about the situation. But yeah, we women, we were basically separated. They were sitting nicely in the garden and we had to squeeze in on the terrace. And when the Hoja was reading the prayer, we didn't understand anything. Like I couldn't hear anything, nothing. And... I just wanted to be part of this and I I don't know I didn't like that the men were all sitting there nicely receiving this and praying for my grandma while I was yeah I really felt left out but this process was going on over the next couple of days I don't know how often he's coming back but I think there's like a process of 30 to 40 days of praying and also I think on the 30th or 40th day You can um, buy sweets or some other like locum and some other sweets and foods that they're then distributing in front of the mosque as a sign of, um, yeah, a sign of good karma basically for the um, one who died. And yeah, this was basically the process. Um, and... I really loved to go through this process of being with a dead body, like seeing the dead body, washing the dead body, taking the rose water. And of course it was devastating to be with a family and everyone is crying and like seeing your mother crying about your her mother, you know, it's, oh my God, like it's really, really, really horrible. But we all have to go through this process of leaving the body and um, I know my grandma is with me almost every day <clears throat> so yeah it was about time for her to leave that body and 
it was so beautiful to just see that and now with the earthquake coming back to where I started oh my god it's I don't know if there was actually this capacity of going through this process I saw people taking the dead body of their of their children on the scooters because there were not enough cars to help with bury like taking the dead bodies and bringing them to the graveyard and like this whole process which is so valuable and which is so beautiful and which is designed for the dead person to say goodbye to the loved ones in so many steps over a certain period of time <sighs> yeah I'm just so sad for the people that they couldn't go through that and yeah I hope you found this episode interesting um, and hopefully not frightening I know so many people are afraid of the dead and I can totally understand that um, and yeah but I also want to encourage you to learn about the dead and also learn how the body is actually dying and what beautiful steps the body itself is taking before dying and what the process is behind um, because I feel our current system Uh, it's like people are so afraid and then they run to the hospital which we also did back then in the days with my grandma in the middle of the night we run to the hospital and they put water into the body and like you know they try to hydrate the body and all these things and now that I've learned that the body a body that is dying actually dehydrates because it's getting itself ready to die to leave like And all these things of not wanting to eat anymore or changes in the breath and these moments basically um, are just good signs of the body saying goodbye. And um, it's devastating that no one in the hospitals and none of the doctors is just saying like, hey, you know, I think we shouldn't put more fluids into her body because her body is just getting ready it would have also changed completely my life plan I would have just stayed with her the last couple of days um, that she was alive and yeah I just know for myself that I definitely want to be buried in Turkey and I want to go through this process and um, if I'm not allowed for any reason to be buried in Turkey I want to go through this process here in Germany and I want them to bring my dead body to my flat and to my house so that I can say goodbye to the neighbors but sad thing also in Germany is that yeah no one is talking to their neighbors right like who of you knows with whom you're living in your house I guess no one um, it's very rare that we know who's with us in the house while in Turkey for instance your neighbors are your insurance so if anything happens like also when my grandma died my aunt she just runs out of the house and she goes onto the street and she's just crying and screaming loud and everyone is just coming this is how it works these people are your insurance if you need anything you're asking your neighbors and um, since my childhood when I am traveling to Turkey my grandma she would run the whole street up and down and tell everyone that I'm coming and when I was there everyone knew so completely different process so if I would be buried here with this process of going to the home or getting my family to wash my dead body I wonder what the German system would say about it um, yeah so I think I'm gonna end the episode here 
and let me know if you liked it give maybe five stars or any anything like that if it excites you and I'm also going to leave the question box open if there is anything that you want to share from this and yeah sorry if there is anything that I have been missing of course um, as I said this is my own individual experience I'm not an expert in this but I love the process that I was allowed to witness and that's the only thing that I can share I didn't want to do any more research about this topic it just came to my mind as I said as 40 to 50,000 people just left their bodies at once and I was just thinking about this process. Okay, I'm sending you much love. Sorry for all the coughing and we see each other in the next episode. Bye-bye.